it's fine. Yeah. I can keep my eye on somebody. Hey, honey. Oh, she's lost a lot of weight. That's yeah. nice. Eh? Yeah. All right. So non means not. Yes. English duality is two. Yeah. A personal sense of duality is dualism. Yeah. So, so this isn't Advaita or something else. It's very simple, non-duality, not two. And so it's pretty interesting. Even that the, the uh, title is interesting and novel because usually you don't run into non-Buddhism or non-Hinduism or non-Catholicism. Yeah. There's usually just Catholicism, Buddhism. Maybe there'll be radical Buddhism, extreme Buddhism, super radical extreme Buddhism, but Buddhism stays the same. This is the dilemma, yeah? So non-duality, I feel, is a counter to uh, what we would call the affirming path, the, the affirming spiritual path. Because the affirming spiritual path is being used to affirm the one who's on the path. And what non-duality is negating is the one who's on the path. Yeah. Therefore, the path goes, everything goes, because it's the one who, who's on the path sees what we're involved with as a path. Yeah. A body is the only thing that will be on a path. Spirit doesn't take a path. Yeah. Spirit isn't somewhere and then walks somewhere else and takes a path to another location. It's just not of its nature. It's not of thingness. Yeah. So this is uh, a negation of that affirming uh, process where we take ourselves to be what we're taking is the starting point, and now you're going to enter Christianity or enter Catholicism or enter Hinduism, yes? But you're going to be held completely intact, usually, the whole time. And then mostly, the Christianity is going to be about you becoming a Christian. It's not going to be about Christianity, yeah? The emphasis is going to be on this long-lasting, independent, ideated idea called Paul, yeah? And so... To combat all this, uh, because a lot of people with innocence and earnestness and honesty enter a spiritual path. They have a longing for something. They don't understand, well, this is the humble invitation. You know, could be true, could be not, but this is how I see it. They may not understand that the dilemma is where they, what they're taking themselves to be and where they're taking themselves to be. Yeah. So whatever they do, instead of remedying that situation, it reinforces the situation. This is the dilemma. So like in recovery from alcohol and drugs, we have a statement called self can't get out of self was not in the big book. It's not. But it's it was an observation of many people who were doing just that. They were in this. They were in something that they called self as something they call self. So they didn't see themselves as self, but they were, and they tried to keep tried to keep getting out of self as self. Now the story would be Paul is getting out of self, but in fact it was self trying to get out of self, and that's not going to work. Yes. Now this is stubbornly not accepted by the idea of Paul. Paul thinks no matter how many times I have failed to get out of me, I think if I only manage better, it's going to work. 
Yeah. And so therefore a try a method will come and then that won't work. And so then they start calling it an extreme method or a radical method, or they're going to put tantric into fucking, you know, knowledge, Roger into uh, bhakti. Yeah. And they just keep trying to, to, you know, to hope the lock will open if they just keep playing with the combination, but they're see, they're included. See, this is what non-duality negates. It negates the primary number of all the combinations, which is us, this idea of being a long lasting, independent, separate thing. Yes. This is what non-duality is there to, to negate. Finally, finally, because everything that we meet as this, we use that, which we meet to affirm this. And non-duality is having none of that. And it's basically saying, <laughs> you're going to get nothing from this. <laughs> you can't get it. You can't have it. You can't say it's an experience. You can't lose it, which is awesome. And all this stuff. And it's if you've been introduced to a lot of things, when you get introduced to non-duality, it's going to be like the dog with that little turn of the head. Because the mental, it doesn't fit the mental logic. Yeah, because... This is not about becoming or unbecoming. It's about being. And the state, the condition they're saying we are in being is right now at all times. Yeah. We are that which we're looking for. The, you know, the, the seeker is the sought. Um, the seeker is the sought is beautiful because this that's a beautiful dualistic presentation seeker yes sought yeah and so there's this combination seeker and the sought and the sinking actually reinforces the seeker not the sought <laughs> you would think it would be <laughs> reinforcing the sort. So you're going to, when the seeker is seeking for the sort, it should get some more sort, but it gets a lot less sort and more seeker. <laughs> and every time you change the sort, you still get more of you. Something has to trigger. I mean, it's. If this, therefore that happens, this, therefore, that, this, therefore, that, this, therefore, that. Sooner or later, you're going to see your seemingly the that. <laughs> and when you see that, uh, you're not that. That's beautiful, I feel. Yeah, it is to me. Because now, those lofty goals of arriving and perfecting and experiencing and sh sharpening are is your own nature has never not been your own nature. Yes. You're not in the process of becoming. You may, the head may say you're in the process of becoming, but you are. Yeah. You are against all the, all that you weren't, you're not, but you can be all these ideas are completely negated by as Ramana Maharshi, a great master said, the greatest mystery being ourselves reality is reality wanting to attain reality. Yeah, so now why would how could you ever see reality wanting to attain reality? You could only see it as Paul wanting to attain reality or Gladys wanting to attain reality or Chris wanting to attain reality. Yes. 
That's the only way reality would want to attain reality. It must be taking itself to be something else. And now to it starts getting interest in itself as something else. Yeah. Never being that something else, always being reality, but it gets interest in reality by <laughs> that which it's being gets interested in reality. It doesn't see that you are reality, but you may become reality. And that's really juicy. Yeah. So that this long lasting independent separate idea will sign up for long, long epochs of becoming. <laughs> it just doesn't want to recognize you are. Yeah. So St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. There's all these little quick statements that what do they do? They really just compress time and space. Yeah. So if you are what you're looking for, where are you going to see the effect in that statement? In the looking for it, obviously. Yeah. If you are what you're looking for, there's going to be a real diminishing of looking for, <laughs> looking for it because you were looking for it because you didn't think you were. Yes. The feeling or the belief that you're not something is what drives you to become it, obviously. If if you if the fact is you are that it's not going to drive you to become it. It's going to just completely squash all the interest and attention in that event. If you are it, if you believe you're not it, a lot of energy can into can be injected into becoming it. Yeah, a lot. And yet while you're in the act of becoming it, where you are and how far you're going and everything out is being told to you by what you're not. So this is what we call an AA playing God. So the head, which is not God, is playing God. To who? God, really. Yeah. So it's convincing reality that it ain't reality. And you know what? It really is getting heavy duty. I, I, I uh, advise you to start looking for reality. <laughs> Okay, so if that's the only thing that's going to help me help me from all this irritability, restlessness, and discontent, okay, now let me pick. You know, let's see the Buddhism thousands of years. I'm going to go with Buddhism, Hinduism thousands of years, and they have lots of gods and lots of places. So it's a multi-lane highway. I'm going on there. Should be fun to drive it, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff. So yeah, so therefore, okay, there I go. And all the while I'm trying to become something, it's reinforcing that which I'm not as that me. Yes, you see? This is not a personal tweak or a phenomena, very rare. It's it's how the system works. The system works in reinforcing itself by using whatever is happening to imply it's happening to us or that we are doing it. Yeah. So every action is now being used to reinforce the sense of being the actor. Every doing is now reinforcing the idea of the doer, seeing, seer, hearing, hearer, feeling, feeler. Yeah. And so Ramana Maharshi, this great master, puts it in one way. You still there, guys? Mike? Mike? Yes? Oh, because right. I'm wondering. Uh, I feel like I'm a teenager or something. I'm, I'm on TikTok, the infinite scroll. Uh, oh, no. No, all right. Just check in every few minutes that you're there. That you're there. I mean, so. Uh, so he says, just 
beautiful thing. First of all, the first word has a feeling of time, which is pre, presupposing, yeah? Presupposing. Now, what happens, let's say I assume some store is open, but they're not. I believe in that assumption. I don't call them, don't go on their internet. And then I get there and I have the surprise they're not open because I believe fervently they were going to be open. Now, okay, but that one time should teach me something. But what happens if the assumption is presupposed? Yeah, you're probably going to keep making the mistake Yeah, because you're going to keep taking the assumption to be true, even though there's evidence contrary to it. And you're going to keep assuming something is true, which it isn't true. Yeah. So this presupposing of something is really sets it up as a fact. And then we live as if it's a fact. And then we try to make sense of how everything seems so confusing. And why does things work this way? Because we're thinking they're all coming from a fact, which they're not. Yeah. So you get frustrated, you're confused. I can't figure it out. And then people make some really weird fucking rationalizations or something like that, but they don't know what's going on, basically. Because there's a, there's a presupposing. What is the presupposing? Okay, I'm going to tell you. And I humbly ask for forgiveness of Ram Nahashi. I just change a little of it, but um, I think that's the point of it, really. So the presupposing is that the non-existent thing, this body, yeah? Now, I wanted to use one very strong example I had of it. I had an Uncle Fred, everyone knows this story, and uh, he passed away. I was about 11 at the time. My mother took me to the wake. We're sitting in the front row, and then my mom says, hey, do you want to say goodbye to Uncle Fred? Now, I wasn't that keen on it, but what the hell? My mother grabs my hand, brings me to the open casket. I look in. There's Uncle Fred. I go, that's not Uncle Fred. Yeah, just no thought, just whack. That's not Uncle Fred. Now, <laughs> it's just not Uncle Fred. It was that it was big exclamation point no going oh let's debate this was it no it was clearly not uncle fred it was a body that i was taken to be uncle fred now when i saw this non-existent thing this body without the existence motive moving it it was clear i had mistaken uncle fred as a body obviously and now the spirit of Uncle Fred had left and it was obviously not the body because, yeah. So, and then in hindsight, you would think, well, why would I make that mistake all the time? Because I'm taking myself to be a body. Yeah. The head that we listen to quite a lot takes us to be a body. This is the duality. There's a subjectiveness of us, but we think it's an attribute of an object the body. So this is not, this is dualism. And this is what non-duality negates. It's this assumption, this pre-assumption that's stubborn. Yeah. You get a lot of evidence that something's off, but you just keep, keep on keeping on. Yeah. So the presupposing of a non-existent thing being the existent thing, that's it pretty much. Yeah. This is the fundamental little, uh, aberration that repeats itself and triggers a lot of other stuff, like everything actually. So, okay, now this non-existent thing, thinking it's the existent thing, wants to get salvation for itself. 
Oh, far out. Yeah. Because it feels like it's lost, which it probably is. And it feels like it's not going to last too long, which it probably won't. And so it's like, yeah, where's that fucking godlike rope I can grab? Yeah, for eternal life or something. So now it there it goes. So it's now seeking salvation for itself. You gotta see the the, the mistake in that equation. Yeah. A non-existent thing seeking salvation from the non-existent thing or for the non-existent thing is already in place. It's a non-existent thing. <laughs> you don't you don't have to kill the non-existent thing. When the existence leaves it, there it is. And you could have probably now, I just heard they did one of the first eye transplants, but if Uncle Fred had good eyes and hadn't gotten hurt here, they could take an eye of Uncle Fred, which was not going to facilitate any seeing from now on from Uncle Fred's point of view. You could take that eye, put it in a live Thing, and that would see, yeah, because obviously the I is not what's seeing, it's the uh, I, the existence, the I am, the onness, yeah. Yes, yeah, you get that. All right, so so there's this, this is the this is the pre-assumption or the presupposing that triggers all this other shit. The presupposing that a non-existent thing is the existent thing. So it totally neuters the obviousness of subjectivity going on here that that would bring, but it gets totally neutered because the subjectivity is given over to an object. So it's you that's awake, you that's conscious, you that's this. Yes, yes. So the non-existent thing starts becoming the carrier of all these attributes that has nothing to do with. Yeah, this could lead to a lot of shit, eh? It could, seriously. So, all right. He says, this is the statement. He says, this... Uh, he puts a big emphasis on this. So he says, well, if this is the case, which I believe he was saying, this is the case, this presupposing of the non-existent thing being the existent thing, your spiritual practices themselves, this is a beautiful, beautiful. If you, if there's a hearing of this, it can save you so much freaking time. This, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? This is it. So let's what happens is let's say that presupposing very stubborn is in place right now in our mental narrative of you and I living. Yeah. So the non-existent thing has been given the attribute of existing. And every time there's a demonstration of existing, you say it's me. I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm doing, I'm this, I'm that. And the picture of you as an I is of a body. Yeah. When you're remembered, you're pictured as a body. When you're worried about, you're pictured as a body. The system pictures the subjectivity, the non-thingness as a thing. So basically, that which is completely the evidence of truth is being used to reinforce a falsehood. Yeah. So the I am, which is the existence and is pulsating in us, is in interpreted by the head as I am Paul which is seen as an object. This is subject object. This is non-duality. It's just this negating. It's not the vanquishing or the killing. You can't kill a non-existent thing. It hasn't lived yet. So there's none of this thing. There's just a simple recognition. See, the evidence is there, but the head has been collating it. Yeah. So the evidence 
is there that uh, who's the culprit, the head, but it always says it's it's the neighbor or the this or the that or the family of origin or blah, 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 blah. It's always pointing everywhere else to divert. It's like Dracula going on vampire hunts. It's the greatest way to hide his, his identity is killing other vampires. <laughs> so, so basically... <laughs> We go to that which is producing this charade to get some clarity about the charade. It doesn't work. You, like Einstein said, you can't go to the system that produced the problem to get a solution for it. It just doesn't work. Yeah. All right. So here you go. Your spiritual practices themselves may be used to reinforce this idea. Now, the evidence is there. And hopefully with the understanding, sorry, of non-duality, it's going to bring into stark contrast the misunderstanding, yeah? You're going to have an understanding about that primary misunderstanding of taking a non-existent thing to be the existent thing, yeah? And you And I'll tell you, even in life you can see, if you get to the root, it's much better. If, if you want to really have a change in something, it's much more efficient to get to the root instead of the leaves, yes? Because the leaves are actually expressions of the root. So if you want to... You want to, you know, become a landscaper of the expressions and shit like that. Or like I had this problem with my sinuses and one of the things my friend wanted me to take, I read it and it said masking of symptoms. That to me is not a solution. I rather feel shitty because at least I know what's going on, but masking, masking the symptoms. So this is what the head is doing all the day. It's masking the symptoms and it's just avoiding all the pointing, which shows that this idea of an existent thing is a non-existent idea. Yeah. So where's the relief? It's from that, not for the non-existent thing. It's from the idea of the non-existent thing being an existing thing. That's basically what it boils down to. And you get relief when you realize what you are is not what you thought you were. Yeah. And then there's, it's like a trigger. You ever see when they have those little crack and then the whole building goes, this is like a little fissure and it just doesn't stop. It just starts going through all the misunderstandings and the presupposings and there's a reckoning. Yeah. And hopefully the ta the scale of the interest and attention, which is actually making our lives what it is, shifts and it it moves from the existent thing to the existence yes to the i am yeah so it doesn't it doesn't start at paul it starts at the i am and sees paul yeah so what the head wants you to do is see the i am from paul yeah no it doesn't work obviously how you know Let's say you wanted to buy a piece of furniture and you ordered a couch, yeah? And they said uh, it's going to come on Saturday. Now they always, you know, measure their thing two to six or something. <laughs> they give like the Comcast guy, you know, 1923 to 1925. And if you're not there, we're not doing, you're never going to get another interview. <laughs> I mean, what an appointment. So, all right. So. So, all right, they call me, they see a nice piece of furniture, couch, and I have it. I have it on, it's there, I don't have to order it. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to uh, bring it to you on Friday. All right, now go to spirituality. It may take lifetimes. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. I'd like to feel happy. It's going to take lifetimes. Tons of tons of purifying. And for something that shits and boffs and farts and throws up, it's the difficult. Where is the purity in it? <laughs> Have you ever gone to a concert and go to a portison? It's fucking it's going to take a while to get that shit pure. So this idea is a way of something masking its inefficiency, really. It can't deliver the goods now, which what that's the beauty of non-duality. There's no goods to deliver in non-duality. It just, it just relieves you of that constant waiting to hear the doorbell ring for the next package. You're now chilled out. Yeah, you know, you are what you're looking for and you're not looking for it anymore. And lo and behold, you find yourself in that very, very uh, avoiding moment, which is here and now. Not through any arduous effort, but just through clear, obvious recognition. So the understanding of non-duality is sort of like a, a pair of glasses, so you think you're looking from something and you see things and you put these on and they're going to change your view. They're going to change your vision. Yeah, they are. And then you won't spend any time looking for what can't be found. Yeah. yeah I'm not trying to get into the moment because the people I feel, knowing it or not, the head loves to do that. It says, yeah. I want you to get into the moment because I'm going to use that to deny that you've been in the moment for all the other moments that you were in getting into the moment. Yeah. So it has you doing like, Oh, three day, three times, five minutes a day, uh, enter the presence. But that means you're outside the presence for 23 hours and 45 minutes. Now that's a damn fucking good deal for the head. Yeah, sure. I'll throw a bone here. Feel presence for five minutes. I got you the rest 23 hours and 45 minutes. And so what do you do? I'm going to do four times. The payoff course ratio isn't going to swing to your side. <laughs> so there's going to be a strong belief that you're out of the moment if you keep on attempting to get into the moment. Don't you see it? This is the dualistic thing. In duality, the op opposite gets reinforced when you're moving towards what you think is the singularity. Usually the other shit is getting reinforced. So when you're trying to get out of something, you're reinforcing that you're in it. And if you're not in it, that's the fucking delusion. Yes. So now we're trying to get in into shit we're not out of and trying to get out of shit we're not in. And this, this understanding just clears it up. Hopefully it's, and what happens is that which is holding the presupposing, yes, lose, loses interest in it and let it, lets it go. And then things get equalized and balance is found. And as in Zen, they would say, you see blue is blue and red is red. Clarity isn't something you produce. It's something that you allow in a sense, yeah? So when you lose interest in all this other shit, you just start seeing things basically as they are. And now every moment is rooted in that seeming moment in time and place. Like, like in AA, we were so out to lunch, people would say, listen, just look at where your feet are. Get some kind of sense. You know, OK, I'm in Marin City and, and it would help because you're so out there. But now you, you don't even have to look at your feet. You're planted. This is it. This is all that's happening. Yeah. 
This isn't leading to a bigger happening. It's not. This is it. Yeah. We have already arrived. This is, to me, this is not a form of acquiring. It's a form of expression. Yeah. Now you're enjoying peace of mind, and you can express an attitude and outlook towards like coming from the enjoying a peace of mind instead of being driven by mental anxiety. Yeah. So you just, you're here. And because we're here without any fucking Herculean effort, just because it's our nature, we are present. We are available. And if we are present and available, we're of service. That's what happens. Yeah. So let's say what this action figure seat assignment seems to be today. Well, to deliver a message. Okay. Has it, what does it need to do? Just get its ass here. That's it. Only thing. It doesn't study or prepare. It just drives or walks or flies. It goes through that hard, arduous task yeah, right. through Swiss air and shit. <laughs> and you arrive somewhere and then you're used. Yes. As we all are, we're always going to be employed by a power. Yeah, it could be the one that's actually what we are, or it could be a mental one. But something's going to use us. And so here you find a seat assignment. So our seat assignment, obviously, is to be sitting here in Marin City. Some of us want to get to the cafe before others. Some are thinking, I, I hope they have the gluten-free pastry with it. Some are thinking, is, I hope the guy who makes the good latte, it doesn't fucking matter because you're rooted here. Yeah. Your thought, your, the thoughts don't make anything so unless you give it faith. Yeah. And if you have faith in the thoughts, you got a much bigger thing to deal with because that faith in the thoughts, uh, you're going to become a denizen of what's not happening. You are. You're going to be feeling fear with no apparent threat. That's mental anxiety. That is not fear. Fear is a valid emotion that arises if there's a, a threat or an apparent threat. If it's a real threat, you're probably going to have a release of adrenaline. Yeah, usually because it's real. The mental anxiety has to work a whole lot to convince the body to release fucking adrenaline. It does. Most people are just getting driven by mental anxiety. Yeah. And what is that? But a, what is that a sign of faith in the thoughts? Yes. How does that how is the faith in the thoughts represented? If you look at it, my my thoughts, your thoughts are not going to ruin my day. My thought can ruin my day. I don't have a different uh, brand of thoughts. <laughs> there isn't like super fucking paranoid, adrenaline filled thoughts. No, the my thoughts don't have a volume. They don't play with them. So, oh, this is to make this really loud. It's us. Our faith is gives it the volume. Yeah. You, if it's thinking about a topic that there's a sense of fragility about, then the thoughts are going to sound louder. Yes. Yes. And then you're going to get a double vote of of uh, verification because the body's going to feel weird. And you're going to, oh, if I feel weird, I, it must be weird. And it just plays. It's like a magical trick all day. Yeah. And what are you going to do if someone's flipping up out about December 12th when it's November 26th? It's almost weird because helping them would be reinforcing that there's a December 12th, which isn't the case. So sometimes the compassion is just let them fucking spin it out. It's finite. It's going to run out or you're going to go to another place where they're not. 
<laughs> Where's Jimmy going? Let's not go to that cafe. <laughs> hey, there's some more chairs in there if you want to bring it. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. You may want to take that jacket. It's going to get hot, but what the hell? All right. So I'm sorry. I hate to end it now. The guy just came. His self-sendedness makes it, oh, it's because I'm here? No, has nothing to do with that. Yes. Nice to see you. You have any question to uh, lengthen this talk? <laughs> Are you asking us? No, I'm asking a, a, new, a friend of someone just came in the meeting and I want to, uh, yeah, but I'm asking if he has anything you'd like to share. No. Yeah. Can you hear it? Yes. I think for me, the ego in my up, what? Yeah. And the ego uh, in my upbringing had a lot of meanings. And a lot of times, how an ego was described by a person was I have an ego and I want to lose an ego. To me, that's the real, that sense of having and losing being the one who has and loses is more important to me than the ego. And I think the ego is a mental objectification of this mental subjectification. Another way of Dracula hunting, you know, for vampires to keep the light off of Dracula. That's my feeling. Yeah. So of course what they're meaning, I don't know what I mean is the sense of self is a feeling of being the doer when the doing is occurs and it's been claimed by the head. Yeah. So that sense, I like the, I don't call that an ego. I call it a sense of self. And it's, I think that little statement of the sense of self thinks it has an ego and thinks it can lose an ego is sufficient to explain why I don't like to use the word self ego. I mean, yeah. Cause I feel the sense of self is before it. And you want to get as you want to get to the to that which is the the farthest before, so that the before can see it. Yes, I don't care about you know twenty yards away. What's right here? That's what I want to see because everything stems from what's here, and it's not ego. It's a sense of being the doer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. It's the idea that the non-existent thing is an existent thing that could have an ego or not have an ego. That to me is the point. Yeah. So, and because of, uh, we don't have a giant demand to have to talk to tons of people, we can keep it pretty simple. And, uh, if you have, you know, if you were here eight years ago, as some people here are, it's pretty much the exact same thing we were doing today because, because we're given nothing. And then we throw some shirts in and go to the cafe and shit like that. But basically I hope you leave here with nothing because to me, that's everything. Yeah. Every, see if your beauty doesn't need to be adorned, all the jewelry and shit takes away from it. Yes. Yes. The dog shit awareness of being is bright in and of itself. It doesn't need adornment. It doesn't need, it doesn't need anything, literally. It just the opportunity to just leak out 
and not be smothered by this mental interpretations more than enough. Yeah. And obviously some of those effects are going to be a content and satisfaction as the action figure, which it hasn't had that much without see the idea of contentment and satisfaction would have to be a result of doing a lot of shit for the action figure, not as something that's a precursor to the action figure, which is contentment and satisfaction. Yes. And so when there's contentment and satisfaction and the action figure doesn't seem to be able to comprehend or mimic it or go for it, it's a very important lesson because you see what you're not. Yeah. You're not this non-existent thing. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It has everything. I feel with these glasses, everything, there's a value in everything. It sees a value in everything. So our greatest failures are our greatest successes, because if you would have succeed transcending, you'd still be there. Yeah. And then the transcend is like throwing an alcoholic into heaven. It'll be hell in a day. Yes. The alcoholic is still there. Yeah. This is the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see the futility and this is not AI. This is a program. It's not developing more awareness. It isn't. It has a, it's driven by a program and we call it self-centeredness. And obviously the system is centered on this idea of self, which is what the idea of self is pictured as a long lasting independent separate thing, but how it's made it's flesh and blood are claiming the doing, the feeling, the seeing, the tasting, the touching, the thinking. So everything that's actually happening without a thinker, a doer, a thinker, a feeler is completely that idea of being the doer is completely dependent on the doing. And the doing is not dependent on the doer. The doer is made up from the claiming of the doing. The thinker is made up of, from the claiming of the thinking. Yes. And so we have that which comes after before and we're living from that assumption. And that assumption is stubborn. Yeah. And this is non-duality is here just to negate this whole situation, not to add on to anything, not to build a new way, not to build, you know, when you hear extreme radical non-duality, you're not hearing non-duality. Non-duality is dog shit awareness. It's just the way it is. It's not radical. I mean, here you are in a giant sea of awareness you're going to tell me, oh, I just saw some radical awareness past me. No, this is just awareness. It's just on this. Yeah? There's not radical on this or extreme on this. That's in a world of off and shit like that. There's no off and on in awareness. Yes, it's just awareness. Just awareness. It's just awareness. Yeah. Give it as much descriptive, but it's just awareness. Yeah. That's my, this, it's not even my take. Shit came in through me, and some of them left indelible marks. Others burrowed some holes and tunnels where I thought was solid ground. Others just like was like a yodel that incited an avalanche inside of stuff. Yeah, and so I remember those yodels, and I remember what caused the yodel. One of them was whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yoda laid on you. <laughs> it just because if you go, if you hear that and go right into the head, you see the head 
its whole thesis is based on the exact opposite. What is perceiving is the perceived. Yeah. And yet our great master said, whatever can be perceived cannot be that which is perceiving. So he's in complete contradiction with the narrative that we listen to every day. Yeah. Yeah. These things are set off avalanches. You know, fucking the dam breaks and the water finally, you know, you look at water that's stagnant and then you look at water moving. It's still water, but it's quite different. Yes. There's a quality of moving water that the stagnant water doesn't have, which is it's moving <laughs> and everything is verbing here. And we want to we want to think we're like a little boy bubbling up on, you know, bobbing on the top saying, I'm a noun, I'm a noun, I'm a noun. And everything is seen as how it pertains to you when it doesn't have any pertaining to you usually. It's just fucking happening. This is it. If you fell into a pit of just what's happening and you were a stationary noun, the way you would see what's happening is how it's happening to you. That's all. This is called self-centeredness. It's a misinterpretation of what's going on. And it's that is the aberration of the program. It doesn't get better. It doesn't override that. You got to jump off the dead horse. The dead horse is not going to whisper to you it's a dead horse. You got to see it's a dead horse and jump off. It's just going to keep on, keep on talking. Literally. You know, <laughs> this is, you know, a lot of things happen. So, are you still there, everyone? Yeah. A lot of things happened when this started to hit me. Yeah. And some of them were like in time, they were sort of my own little signposts. Yeah. But certain things came to an end quickly. I got the futility of what I'm not looking for what it is. I got it. Yeah. It, it built up and there was a, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back and that camel never got reconfigured. It was just, that was it. Yeah. And then things like that, just that they would always be leaking. Oh, it could be true. Maybe it's true. Now, there was put an end to a lot of these shenanigans. And then all that interest and attention that I did not know was wedded with all these what not happening activities came to back to this moment and started to enrich my day. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm looking from what I was looking for before. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. It allows you to have a, I really look forward to hanging out with people and going to the cafe. I do. I get a lot of joy out of it. You know, these things have a lot of value. I mean, I see quirks, my dog today, but only the second time, howled like a wolf. He only gave one, but it was really cool. And it was just when Amelia called and she caught it and she's never heard it howl. I've heard it howl once before. It was great. Just gave one. Threw it out there. Oh, whatever. It was great. <laughs> wow. I said, that's cool. And all this shit happens all day. You can't, I mean, I couldn't fill up a blog post for one day. It just comes and goes. I could, uh, let me uh, write my, uh, fuck it. <laughs> my advantage. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I think the coming and going is some of the beauty, really. I do because what gives it beauty and it's so fleeting is the beauty that we are, which is not fleeting. 
So the beauty that we are is given to that which is fleeting and it makes it look really beautiful, but there's no great mourning because you are that beauty that was given. It just came back and now it's going to be given to something else. It's great. Eh? So you see yourself more as an observ observational point and an expression. And that thing, the head that's crazy, doesn't go away. It's just there's a, a loss of interest in it. So it's still playing. But be, see, with the extreme interest, the only way you could see it was as a newscast. When you lose interest, it becomes a comedy. It does. So now it's you're laughing a lot about that which was taken seriously before. <laughs> All you got to do is change the volume. And then the fucking very dramatic Walter Cronkite becomes Jon Stewart on The Daily Show. Not hard. Yeah, and just things like this keep happening. It's great. With nothing, you don't do anything. I just come here. Some people in Zoom, they don't even have to put on a pair of pants. They just could make, I don't even, I do, oh, the sh I'm so happy. I can only need to put a shirt on. I can, uh, all right. And all their excuses, I don't want to drive. You're not driving. I don't want to get ready. You're not getting ready. You just go on a Zoom. The space is formed and it's fucking working. These people love each other in the Zoom. It's fucking wild. So I just met a few of them in back East. They came to go on a road trip with me. It's great. Yeah, I never had met them before. Some of them, the others, it's very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd go on, but uh, we had, we were already going on. And short and sweet is, you don't need anything. You don't. You just have to, exactly what you're looking at with another pair of glasses, and then you'll see that the emphasis that was given to things before is manufactured because that emphasis can change. And when you're reading life from another point of view, you may like this song or this tune nicer, better. Yeah. And you may start whistling along with it and singing it during the day and shit. Like I had a uh, Roy Orbison dreaming this morning. Dream. You ever see Roy Orbison? Fucking weird dude and great voice. You know, he had the glasses. <laughs> They used him on Blue Velvet, that movie. Fantastic. That was uh, Sandman. I, wow, fucking incredible. Roy Orbison. So that's what was playing. Instead of the news of the world, fuck that. Just put on Roy Orbison. Dream. Actually, he captures, I believe this is dreaming, really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the who was going to tell me was Roy Orbison. But hey, I've heard it from Roy Orbison. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's it. Getting a tan here, getting hot. But you're not a body, yes. That's why you're all sitting in chairs. <laughs> yeah. No one's standing up for the whole hour. Not a body. Yes, you're not a body. Doesn't mean there's maintenance and concern for it. Don't don't get to be don't get into martyrdom or sacrifice. It's not this is not about it. It's not. You don't this is not a meritocracy. This is your inherent nature. It's before everything that you're ever going to see, feel, taste, and touch. And everything you see, feel, taste, and touch is not going to affect it. Nothing. It's going to be like it never happened. Truly. Yeah. And so uh, your relevance can be in a small little pond here. You're quite irrelevant when it comes to causing and affecting that which is. Yes. Yeah. So. 
All right. Anyone else? No, I don't think so. We got a, we got a question here. You have chat. a question there. All right. By, by chat. Although I got to tell you a, a beautiful coincidence. Last Sunday, we were uh, driving home uh, and dropping a friend off at the Hudson train station. And I saw a guy across the, there's a big circle where we get a, get off the bridge. And across the circle was a guy on one of those uni, unicycle, motorized unicycles. Dylan. So yeah. Guess who it was? Dylan. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Do I win anything? <laughs> I know. But guess what you it get, was? You get I nothing, said Dylan. But, I said but Dylan. That, <laughs> but that Do you mean D-Y-L-L-O? No, D-I-L-L-O-N. They're going to. It so random, I couldn't believe it. That's awesome, yes. Well, everything is very random. Everything is so yeah. random, yeah. That's, yeah. Yes, yeah. That's why it's beautiful, yeah. Yes, well, Sorry. where's the Can question from the chat? Okay, it's from Ry I, R-Y space I period. I think that's his name, I guess. Ry I. I question. Uh, <laughs> there are so many psychothera psychotherapeutic modalities that view the self as composed of parts in quotation marks, that interact with each other as if they're in a family. Is that whole world of exploration just leaf stuff, in quotations, that doesn't get to the root, that, and that doesn't get to the root? Does it have any merit in doing stuff like that? Would you say that your involvement in AA kind of did this sort of leaf work at the same time with a sense of community and assouging any fears of isolation or being alone in addiction? Those were two paragraphs, so Kind of. Yeah, that's the beautiful beauty of expression, but it's not based on the therapeutic modality. It's based on who's there. Yeah. So if the mind is there and wants to use therapeutic modality as a way of dry, dreaming itself out of the dreaming, it will. Yeah. If the head is there, it will claim to be the one who's getting the therapy and it's going to neuter what kind of effects could happen, probably. So I'm not a believer. Uh, I just rather get to the point and see when some people say self is just a part of you. Well, that part of you thinks it's all of you. So I would address it that way <laughs> and let's get clear. All right. Let it, it may come as a part, but not as the all it's not going to, it's going to, yes. So let's just see it as not us and then see what happens with it. Yeah. These are all tricks. There's no truth here, but that because it's dreaming, the truth is there's big M mind and big M mind's going to make whatever it is, it is to into what it is. So it can use a telephone booth to produce the same uh, expressed effect as a spiritual 3000 year old manual. It doesn't, it can do whatever it wants. Yeah. It's dreaming the big M mind. So, yeah, I have an opinion about therapy. I don't know much of it, but uh I think they include you in it, and that to me isn't going to work ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. And AA is directed at the action figure. And when the action figure gets calm, it's amazing what other possibilities can arise. If the action figure is not calm, every possibility is sort of a way to get out of something. Yeah. Which doesn't work when it's nothing. Non duality does not cannot be used as a skillful means really it doesn't go that way it's just it's just a truth yeah and it's going to become what it's going to do is lead you to not to have that many skillful means because you're not going to be busy trying to change everything 
you're not. Yeah. So when you see it's not you, that drive for change diminishes. Yes. And maybe what you thought was unbearable becomes fucking quite all right. You know, it's unbearable if it has the whole Ponderosa, but if it's in like a little half of an acre grazing, you know, very angrily <laughs> blaming all the other cows, who cares? It's just grazing in a much larger patch. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I would say today. Every, everything's value doesn't come from the thing itself. It comes from the mind that's involved with the thing. Things don't give us meaning unless we give them the meaning to do that. You and I give everything all the meaning it has, as they say in The Course of Miracles. Yes. So basically, the final say in the influence and effect of everything is that which is before the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So once someone's poison is another man's fucking antidote. Yeah. Yeah. So some people get tons of shit out of therapy. Some people don't get any shit out of therapy. Yeah. Some people love AA. Some people hate AA. Is it AA? No. It's the mind is the initial engagement with everything. All right. I'm going to take five minutes. All right. Five more minutes. Promise. Okay. This is how it broke down with me. You do have another hand up though, Paul, too. I'm going to go with this and then we'll get to the other hand. This may answer it. Okay. This is what I saw over time. The mental process is very fast, very fast. Yeah. So we're in an event that seems to have time involved in it. I think it's a construct of the dreaming, but let's say this, this idea of time and in, in the idea of time, the process of conscious contact with an action. And then the presentation of the doer of the action is very fast, like in a half a second. Yes. Just watch like if you feel like you lost something, you think someone stole it like quickly, don't you? You have a beat up truck. No one fucking wants it. But it's not I don't. Hey, who stole the car? You know, no one would steal the fucking thing. But this is the head. All your all your piety is probably not going to get before that. It just triggers goes off. Yeah. So there's something even fa way faster than that, which is a sense of being the doer when a doing is noticed. Yeah. OK. So this process, my uh, my humble feeling is no process is going to get before this process. Yeah. So let's say if you read a book about a meditation, meditating, and then when you're going down to meditate on that uh, thing, your head has you as a meditator. Yeah. You gave it the idea. It waited. You start doing it. You're the meditator. Now that's going to crimp the effect of the meditation. Obviously it is. Yeah. So, okay. So this thing is super fast. Now, it's not only that, this first process infects the processes that come after it. So if you're doing something that you think is very healthy and shit, it may use it to produce different effects. Just like I saw it when I was young, I had trouble with my stomach. And then I got introduced to this thing called macrobiotics from Japan, made a lot of sense. I started doing it. They wouldn't, you wouldn't drink water just bunch of tea. I'd go in a sauna, never break a sweat. There's no water content in me. And all day I was just completely hovering around the small intestine. Just fucking, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? Yes. So that wish and earnestness to get better had released something that was just fucking obsessing over it. And I was getting worse. Yeah. 
this was not a rare event. I've seen it as a pattern. Yeah. So that which comes after gets infected with that which is before. So the next thing you do, there's going to be a feeling of being a doer, but it's going to be a historical feeling. Feeling. And after a while, every time there's an action, it's going to trigger a historical feeling like I've been doing a lot of shit this whole life. Yes. You see? And I do not believe that which comes after is going to affect that which comes before. But I do believe this, that which comes before affects that which comes after. Yeah. So the center, this process is self-centered and it's going to imply and use it claiming every other process. So when you're thinking you're getting out of something, you're reinforcing that you're in it. Ha! It's important to see. Yeah. Because if you don't see it, you're looking from it, I swear. And if you're looking from it, it's going to reinforce not seeing it. Yeah. This is the beauty of satsang. All of us have the evidence, but it's being collated to support a bias and a tendency already there, seemingly. You can't use that investigative team to get to the cause of things. You've got to see that's the cause of things. And then when you do, there's going to be a, an arrival and it's going to be greeted with on having never left. So you're going to seemingly arrive somewhere, but it's going to tell you on having never left. That's the message of non-duality. Yeah. All your arrivals are truly based on having never left. Yeah. You always come back to where you are because you've never actually left where you are. You think this because it can be tri triangulated somewhere else and that you think you're there somewhere else, but you never let, you never leave the everywhereness ever. Yes. Yeah. You're a hot person. You're an impersonal hotspot <laughs> fucking all the time. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to that last question. I mean, last question. Lloyd. I'm getting I need a sunscreen. Yeah. This oh, comes hi, from a, a Western Union, then a text, then a letter, and then uh, is that no? What? What happened to the question? Well, you were talking. Hi. He stopped. I, I know. I'm ready. What? Okay. Go ahead, Floyd. Hi, Paul. Can hey, you hear me? Who, yes. Who is this? Yeah. Floyd. Yeah, this is Floyd. I'm from India. Oh, Floyd. Nice to see you. Not see you. I can't see you. Nice to hear you. Okay. Yeah. I can't so see I've anything been... on the screen. Okay. So I've been to Thiruvannamalai and I've been to the Ramana Ashram. And I've, you know, all these years. And whenever I go to satsang, I feel that, you know, there's no action left. You know, there's nothing to be done. And... Somehow I see that there is joy on your face, but most of the time when I leave satsang, I don't feel joy because there's no creativity, no action that seems to be pointed to. So what is happening? That is, you know, the... Well, the idea I... of Floyd is getting starved at the communal mm. dinner of satsang. Mm. That should be, that's, that's quite valuable. Because maybe you'll see you're not Floyd who needs to do something to get something. Yeah. So the, the not doing action is bringing out that sense of the doer. 
which is beautiful because it's good to see it instead of looking from it. Yeah. So you're in a safe place of satsang. You can see exactly what we're talking about. You'll see it arise. And hopefully you'll now, instead of jumping right into being that, you'll see that you're not that. And there's no jumping into being what you are. You've never jumped out of being what you are. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I think Floyd got gets upset with the non-doing of satsang. And thank God you're not Floyd. Great. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, if you just keep petting and grooming the the, the rug, the, the bugs aren't going to come up. You want to get a fucking little brush and then they, they appear on the surface to be removed. Yeah. But they're all laying there. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, no. Okay. Non-duality can be grating because what what it greets is what you're not. And it negates that. That's not a joyous moment for it. Yeah. <laughs> the hallelujah of never getting it isn't held by that which is always trying to get it. It's relief from that which is always trying to get it, the netting not getting it. That's what the, you feel the relief, not as that thing, but somewhere before that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I see it today, Floyd. So how does one see joy? Because if uh, there is no, you know, self I would for, say it's no better idea. to give joy. Yeah, mm. express it. Don't have it. Yes. Mm. Yeah, like we say in AA, you have it by giving it away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Joy is. Uh, it's one of many. Uh, expressions, I would actually go more with contentment and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I think they're much more stable in the in the rocking boat of state, space and time. Joy may have you thrown off the boat, you know? You may drown in bliss. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I like contentment and satisfaction. Joy is nice, nice to visit. But I would need mm -hmm. an attendee. I need two attendants if I was in complete blissful joy all the time. Like the people in the caves around Tiruvannamalai, they have to have people walk them to the bathroom. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know if joy is going to flow in Marin City today. So bliss, whatever. Much rather be content, satisfied. Joy is nice. I like it as a visitation. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I see it. Yeah. See so what's somewhere you are what's talking it? about service. Hmm? Somewhere you are talking about service or doing some action. So isn't that also an action of the self or how do you... No, no sometimes, arises? no, no, no. You can do action, but what I was speaking of today was of service, which is not doing an action specifically. Yeah, it's a, it's being of service is is determined by your inherent condition, which is of being present and available. If you're present mm -hmm. and available, you're going to be of service. That doesn't mean you're going to do service or be used for service. You're going to be of service. It's sort of like an attitude and an outlook. Right. It's And then if you move to do something that you could call doing service as the action figure, if you're not moved to not doing service, but the of isn't, you know, of and then not of, it's just of service. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Don't get confused with the action figure doing something to imply that it's you doing it. 
Yeah. It's the action figure being moved to do something. The head says, that's you. You're not mm. that. This isn't about you're going to just lay on a couch for 38 hours. Yeah. And try not to do something all the while your heart's doing something. The blood's doing something. Digestion's doing something. You're an action figure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right now, fucking, I hope, you know, Fecal matter is getting composited and compressed so that it can leave the body shortly. And I don't think you're following it second by second. You know what I mean? A big one's coming. I can see it, you know, but there's, that's doing. So you are sitting on a large amount of doing, (laughs) trying to hold this idea of the doer (laughs) with a lot of shit. You have nothing to do with. Yeah, well, this is an action figure. Fucking skin is falling off. Other skin is coming up. I mean, it's constantly going on and on and on and on and on. I mean, where's where's your role in that? You're like an emblem on a car. Yeah. If you take the emblem, the car is going to drive just as well as it was driving. You don't need the Rolls Royce emblem to drive like a Rolls Royce. You need a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What I suggest is you come back, Floyd. Yeah. And uh, yeah, come back and uh, yeah. And then you'll realize Floyd's never shown up at the meeting. That'll be great. Yeah. 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 Floyd is what has the questions. What we need to do is question Floyd. Yeah, let's see if Floyd is uh, worthy of having a question. No, actually not. Floyd is just a a fucking stagnant idea on a volatile condition. Yeah? Right. Yes. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. Thank you. Didn't Shakespeare already say it? Much doo-doo about nothing? Oh, that's right. Much ado, do. They cut that off. It was much ado about nothing. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to, can we, I'm going to say goodbye. All right. Don't have to get up. I just can't see. So, hey, I can't see anyone on the screen. It's just been blank this whole time. Well, that's perfect. I'm truly seeing them in the true light. There's nobody there. All right. Hey, Mike, say goodbye to everyone. I actually cannot see them and I don't want to play with the phone. Yeah. I'm so happy it worked. Oh, can you, everyone, can you see everyone? Uh, Go slowly. All right. Our dog's back. Very nice. There's Hey, Ellie. Yes. The love muffin here. There's John of God, formerly of God. Yes. Uh, Noah, that looks like a graduation picture. Look at that. Very nice. And thank you, Chris. Like a professor there. There she is. And here you are. This is the 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 band of misfit toys. We're gonna go now. Hey, thank you so much. Thank, 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 thank Chris. Hey, Chris, yes. Thank you, Chris, for the phone. Yeah, yeah. by the way, today you your square today you took your square says Chris, and last week you said your square said David Bitterman. Yeah, Chris has turned into David Bitterman. No, no. Last <laughs> wow. week you were David Bitterman because that was his computer, and this week you're Chris because you're on Chris's device. 
You're, I you're, see a lot of David Bitterman in Chris. I you're, do. You're traversing the. Switch. I wanted to talk to him about it, but I wanted to talk to David more than Chris. You have to get through Chris to David. All right, Chris, David, whoever the fuck you are. You're the phone. Exactly. All right. Is it? Yeah. Hey, thank you. Say goodbye to you, Chris. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.